This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alex Ty. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 13th of September. In your Squiz today, Google goes to court. Catastrophic floods hit Libya. We're not eating our vegetables and Australia's least trusted jobs. This is your Squiz Today. Overnight, a big legal case kicked off in the US, Claire. The Justice Department is suing Google in an antitrust case, and if the word antitrust has thrown you, essentially the government prosecutor's case is that Google's anti-competitive practices have hurt the tech market and hurt internet users. Yeah, that's right. And at the centre of the claims the government is making against Google, it has to do with the default settings on our smartphones. Uh, Google pays companies like Apple and Samsung billions of dollars a year to have the Google search engine set as the default. And that's something that the Justice Department says has made it impossible for smaller players to compete with Google. And Google is the dominant search engine. The company has more than 90% of market share in online search. Google's response to the suit, though, is that people use Google instead of Bing or Yahoo or DuckDuckGo because Google, they say, is simply the best. Yep, and they say that it's not hard to change your search engine on your smartphone if that's what you want to do. They say just four taps and you're set to go with someone else. So it is a big case. Sundar Pichai is the CEO of Google's parent company, Alphabet. He's expected to be called as a witness. As for what the experts think might happen. It's a bit of a toss-up because there hasn't really been a similar antitrust case uh, in the last couple of decades. The last one was in 1998, and that's when the government sued Microsoft over its dominance in the personal computer market. That case with Microsoft was settled, and the restrictions that they agreed to allowed other tech companies to flourish, including Google. This case against Google is scheduled to go for about 10 weeks and a judgment is expected early next year. There has been another natural disaster in northern Africa on top of the earthquake in Morocco. Catastrophic flooding has hit Libya. More than 2,000 people are feared dead and more than 6,000 are missing in the northeast of the country near the Mediterranean Sea. It is a lot of deaths and a lot of people who are missing and it's a result of heavy rainfall from Storm Daniel. Uh, it caused flooding in Greece and then it moved on to Libya. It's been so intense there that it collapsed two dams and that swept away whole neighbourhoods in several towns along Libya's coast. That includes the worst hit city of Derna. And officials said that infrastructure in that region really crumbled under those floods because over the course of the last decade, there has been a long-standing crisis and that has seen terrible violence and political instability in Libya for more than a decade. Meanwhile, in Morocco, the government there is under pressure to accept more offers of foreign aid as the death toll rose above 2,900. Claire, even if you really, really want to, you are no longer allowed to log in parts of New South Wales' mid-north coast. 
the state government put an immediate halt on logging in places to protect koalas' habitats. Yeah, so the New South Wales government wants to establish what they call the Great Koala National Park in that part of the state. It was an election promise by Labor to set aside 300,000 hectares of land between Kempsey and Coffs Harbour. You might remember that really iconic image of the black summer bushfires of a woman helping a koala who'd been injured amongst the flames. Uh, That was from that area. And koalas, of course, are an endangered species in New South Wales and Queensland and the ACT. It was quite a shock when that was declared and a parliamentary inquiry in New South Wales after those bushfires found that koalas will become extinct in the state from 2050 if they keep doing what they're doing. The New South Wales Environment Minister, Penny Sharp, said the government will consult with stakeholders to determine the impacts of that proposed Great Koala National Park on koala populations in the area as well as timber industry jobs. That industry is a big contributor to the economy in that region. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit-for-member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy-to-understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. The CSIRO, Claire, has something to say about our eating habits. According to the results of an eight-year survey, we are just not getting enough veggies in. When you say our eating habits, I'm sure you're not pointing to me specifically, Alex, (laughs) although squizzes squizzes know well and truly that I'm not a huge fan of vegetables, but I am trying to get better. (laughs) But this report's co-author is Dr Jilly Hendry, and what she said is that we should be aiming for a variety of eating three or more different types of vegetables with our main meal. Uh, I have to admit that I'm probably not that good at doing that. Uh, And it's not just me. More than half of us, around 60% of us, aren't doing that every day. And it's also a problem that it's not just with our mains. The snacks are also getting the better of us. Uh, On average, we're eating too many cakes, bickies, chockies, drinking too much alcohol, eating too much takeaway. Uh, a big bit of positive news, though, in this survey is that most of us are choosing water over sugary soft drinks and over the energy drinks. So I guess we've got to take that win. We'll take that win. Those of us with the worst discretionary eating habits are construction workers and those in the beauty industry. And if you want to check your own diet score, the CSIRO has an online tool that we will link to in the show notes. It is the wonderful time of the year, Claire, when the Governance Institute of Australia releases its ethics index of the most and least trusted professions. And you know what? politicians have actually climbed up on the list. Yeah, climbed up, but it's a relative thing when it comes to trustworthiness. They're still in the (laughs) bottom five professions. Uh, At the bottom is real estate agents. Of course, they've had a really difficult time over the last year or so with interest rates rising. Uh, And according to those surveyed, the least ethical sector 
when it comes to big categories of jobs is the media industry, although I'm sure squizzes would agree that the squiz wouldn't fall into that category at all. <laughs> uh, on the other side of the coin, the most trustworthy individual occupations, we've got firefighters, then paramedics and pharmacists. So healthcare and those, of course, emergency services are really seen as the sectors that have the most integrity. The Ethics Index also asked people how important ethics is to them. And this year, people care more about ethics than they have for the past several years. As for the big ethical worry in the future, we are most concerned about the impact of AI. Squiz the day, Claire. What is happening today? So how's this for a trio? It's the anniversary of the premiere of Scooby-Doo. That was in 1969. (laughs) It's the anniversary of the release of Nintendo's first ever Super Mario Brothers game. That was in 1985. And it's also the anniversary of the premiere of Law & Order. That was in 1990. I still like me a little bit of Law & Order. I think it's a great (laughs) show. September 13th, the birthday of culture. (laughs) That is it for us today. Thank you so much for listening and we'll be back again tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.